Hey, 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 you guys. Thank you all so much for being back on Black Canvas Season 8. We have an amazing special guest here with us. If you guys have not heard of him before, this is going to be an amazing introduction. His name is David Correa, and he is a multifaceted host and Emmy-nominated producer that brings you the latest in the world of pop culture, entertainment, and music. Not only is he your best friend, but he is also your inside scoop whether it's sipping tea and talking barbularities or spilling it when it comes to A-listers, he is exactly who you want to have a coffee chat with. David has been an invited guest on MSNBC, Univision, ABC, Fox, CBS, and NBC, where you can see his comfortability on camera, ability to discuss a wide variety of topics, and experience his overall warm personality. Most recently, you might have caught him dishing the latest in kitchen gadgets, beauty items, and more on Amazon's live top rated. He has had the opportunity to work with artists like Madonna, Grace Jones, Billy Porter, Whippy Goldberg, and many more. A seasoned producer, his attention to detail coupled with his talent for storytelling creates a seamless experience for his guests and viewers alike. As a graduate of Marymount Manhattan College with a BFA in acting, David is no stranger to performing. He shines when the lights turn on and the camera starts to roll. And we're so glad to have David um, as a special guest on the show. Thank you so much, David, for being here. Thank you. I'm excited to be on with you. Well, I'm excited too. Um, this is going to be an amazing opportunity for me to learn more about your experience um, just in, in your career. But I do want to kind of, when we get a second, we're going to talk Bravo Levities as well, because I love Bravo. So this is going to be kind of fun. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> All right. So I created some questions that I wanted to ask. And so I'm going to go into my first one. So um, how would you describe yourself if you could in one word, what word would you use to describe yourself? Um, that's a good question. And, you know, it's funny because I recently did this thing where I went out to my friends and family and asked them to do something similar for me just so I could kind of check in with myself and see what it is that others saw in me. And um, a common theme that I heard was passionate. And it resonated with me. I find myself to be extremely passionate and dive really deeply into anything that I do, particularly in my work. Um, I get very passionate about the people that are in my lives, in my life, uh, about the work that I do, about passion projects, whatever it may be. So I think passionate is a good word. I love that word. And I feel like you have to have passion in your career because you're going to be experiencing a lot of new milestones each time you meet a new person. And a lot of times people pick up on your energy. And if it's not a positive energy, or if you don't actually have that resiliency to fight through a lot of those experiences, you can get eaten alive in this career for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You have to be able to be um, willing to deal with the highs and the lows. Absolutely. And so, David, there's something about me that you are unaware of. I'm an actual counselor as my profession. And so I've been counseling for over eight years and so it's a huge deal for me when I'm, I meet clients. I'm always focused on getting to know them and how can I meet them at where they are. 
but then also just reminding myself that I, if I don't have the passion for it, I don't want to do it. And so you have to just remind yourself to check in, have those emotional check-ins with yourself before meeting a new person. And so I love that your family kind of gave you um, that feedback for sure. Oh, they are always willing to give me feedback. Whether you want it or not, huh? <laughs> yeah. So if I thought of a word to describe you, I would say um, there was two words that actually came to mind. One would be that you have a heart of gold. So I would say have being a heart, heartful person so that you're able to find the love that you have for others and yourself. And then I may say the other word that I was thinking of was being um, energetic. I feel like you have that energy that people want to, oh. to get to know. Oh, thank you very oh, much. I appreciate no problem. That. So the next question I have for you is if you could hold on to one memory from your life forever, what would that memory be? Uh, I mean, I have been lucky enough to have so many incredible experiences, but um, my wedding is definitely number one for me. It, it, changed my life for the, the better in so many ways. Um, it, my husband is my number one supporter. My parents are very conservative, Puerto Rican, old school Catholics. And my wedding was a real turning point for our relationship and for their understanding of what my relationship is with my husband. Um, a good friend of mine, Dr. David Johns, who's the executive director of the National Black Justice Coalition um, has a phrase that he's coined and he's going around the country talking about it, which is inviting in and to oppose or be the opposite of coming out. When you think about coming out of the closet, what else is in the closet? Skeletons are in the closet. Um, there's just a negative connotation of having to like divulge this deep, dark secret as opposed to his theory around inviting in where you bring someone into the fold, bring them into your world and show them the positive side of it. And that's sort of what my wedding did. Brought my family in, invited them to see all my friends who love and support and have been anchors for me, you know, in my coming quote unquote coming out process. Um, so not only did I get to marry the person that is the love of my life, but I also, took a new step in my relationship with my entire family, my parents, especially. Thank you so much for sharing that, David. And I feel like, as you mentioned, especially with different cultural um, issues that people can have in some cultures and, and also in countries, you're not able to be out and proud and share your experiences with others. And then it's also, it's almost like reintroducing yourself to the new version of you outside of just, you know, of course, inviting people in you have to kind of get used to who you are now and how do you see yourself when you look in a mirror versus what you were meant to believe about yourself or maybe how other people and their cultural norms or their own, you know, social biases um, may have kind of taken a toll on your relationship or just how you view others. Um, I always like to say, even in the African-American experience, people, when I, when I talk about, you know, racism and, and sexism and so many other things that people experience and there's so many isms out there especially for african-americans when when we share experiences a lot of times we get the first statement you say is oh that person's angry or that person is that and i'm like get to know the person you know it doesn't have to mean it's a negative connotation um that can be that person's addiction or 
um, their intonation, the way they share and their experiences may be a little different culturally than you're used to. And it doesn't mean that that's who they are. Um, so my grandfather used to always say um, a phrase. He would say, it's not what people call you, it's what you answer to. And it was something that I've always kept with me. It's not what people say, it's how I respond and what I hold on to and what I choose to let go of for myself. And hopefully that energy will help me to connect with others from different walks of life. And so Davi, I'm just so excited that first of all, you're in a happy, loving relationship, which is the most important thing. But I feel like this also gave you a lot of time to get to know yourself um, through this process, as well as getting your family to get to know more about you as well. Oh, absolutely. 100%. That's awesome. So do you mind telling us your husband's name? Uh, well, he, his name is Jawan. Uh, professionally, he goes by Jay Brandon. He's a uh, makeup artist. Cool. Well, I wanted to dedicate this episode to Jay Brandon because I think that's great <laughs> to have someone. I've been doing that recently with a lot of episodes dedicating it to people close to my guests. So that's, I think that'd be really good. And we're just so glad that you're in a loving relationship. Thank you. He's the best. That's awesome. All right. So I have another hard hitting question for you. So I thought this one might be a really great one, um, especially since we just talked about um, the LG. BTQ plus IA community. So can you tell me, um, how do you feel television and movies has changed as it relates to access to more programming and visibility for people who are in the LGBTQ plus IA community? I mean, I think we're moving in the right direction, uh, but there's definitely still more work that needs to be done. Uh, when I was coming up, there was hardly anything. Um, you know, I, I've said this often and said it m multiple times in various interviews, but my only point of reference growing up was Wilson Cruz um, in terms of a performer and actor on television. And now we have Ariana DeBose um, and we have great shows like Call Me By Your Name and Euphoria and documentaries like Disclosure on Netflix. So there's definitely much more representation, but we need to see more of it. And, and obviously there's battles that need to be fought. Just this week, listening to Candace Cameron Bure talk about the exclusion of LGBTQ relationships on her new uh, network and putting it under the guise of quote unquote traditional family. It, it, we still have to fight prejudice like that. So I, I think that we're going in the right direction and it's great to see folks stand up for LGBTQIA plus rights, uh, that we have people like Jojo Siwa who are unafraid to be unapologetically them, that we have organizations like GLAAD that are standing up for LGBTQ representation in media, but we still need to do more. So I don't want folks to rest on their laurels. I don't want folks to lean back and think, okay, we we've made it this far, we're good. They just have to keep pushing so we have more of it and less exclusion. I think you made a huge point. I feel like it's, it reminds me a lot of the civil rights. I always tell people I like to relate to other aspects. Like there's so much that people don't understand about just the community and things that we need to do. Standing up voting is a huge component. You know, if you guys are not voting and you're not standing up and sharing, 
it's very easy to say, oh, well, this is what would have happened or my vote doesn't matter. Every vote, every opportunity to share your experience matters. And I, I do agree with you. The more we talk about things and there's more visibility um, in the media, there are more people talking about it in a, in a positive light. And it's okay, there's room at the table to discuss even if you don't fully agree with someone else and what they're doing. Let's be very clear in heterosexual you know, relationships, there's not really that much tradition in some of those as well. So I feel like it's more of, you know, it's easy for people to use that as a weapon um, instead of using it as a way to protect yourself by talking about your experiences in healthy forms. And so you're right. I think there need to be more discussions. And like you mentioned, Wilson um, Cruz, if I remember correctly, I think he was in my so-called life. If I remember when I was younger, I'm going back in my head. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I remember that name. So I was trying to get it. I think that was in 1990. I think it was like 93, 94. 1990 yeah, 90, 94, <laughs> I believe, or something. But <laughs> amazing actor for sure. All right. Yeah, it's, it's about telling our stories and it's about normalizing it too. But at the same time, I mean, not discrediting or shrinking who we are. So it, there's a lot, of, like I said, there's a lot of work to be done, but we are definitely going in the right direction. That's great. And it's people like you, David, who are helping to be in the forefront of that change. And so that's why I appreciate you sharing your story with us for sure. So I have another, oh, you're welcome. All right, so I have another question. So can you tell us um, who's been one of your biggest supporters thus far in your career? And how has this person's support helped mold you into the individual that we see today? You know, I, I I have been lucky enough that I have had several people in my corner who have pushed and inspired me and held me up when I was feeling down. Um, it's hard to pick just one. I mean, of course, I think my husband stands above the pact um, in so many ways because he is just such a, a strong, not just supporter, but cheerleader. He is always the first person to stand up and promote whatever it is that I'm working on. He's the first person to um, yell from the rooftops that I have achieved X, Y, and Z. Um, He is never comes from a place of jealousy or want. He understands that, you know, we both get individually busy um, and is always checking in and being caring and considerate of my schedule, knowing that the roles may turn and shift. There may be days where I'm doing or periods of time where I'm doing nothing and he's extremely busy. Um, so definitely number one, uh, but my parents are also so extremely supportive and I talk to both of them every single day and they have been there from day one when I was a teenager and said, I want to go to New York and pursue a career in acting, they didn't bat an eyelash. They didn't tell me to go and do something much more conservative. They didn't tell me to explore finance or uh, X, Y, Z. They just said, do whatever it is that's going to make you happy. I love to hear that. And your parents seem like such amazing human beings to be able to discuss things with you and allow you like you said to make those bumps in the road and I think that could be the hardest thing because 
for a lot, especially culturally, um, it can be difficult if you don't have something definitive where you know you're going to have a nine to five or a job making money or a degree in a certain field. It can be really difficult for some family members to wrap their head around it, especially coming from a different generation. So I'm, I'm so grateful that they were able to give you the opportunity because look at where you are now. <laughs> it actually paid off really well. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I have another fun question. So now we're going to really get into what I really want to know about you being, I would like to say, an amazing entertainment and pop culture expert. So can you tell us what is your definition of being an entertainment and pop culture expert? And then can you tell me who is one of your biggest idols that you admire in pop music? Okay. Okay. Um, well, I think it goes back to passion. And in order to, I guess, be an expert in anything, you have to be passionate about it. And I just want to know everything. I want to know what's going on. I want to be the person at a party that when someone says, oh, did you hear the latest with the Beverly Hills Housewives that I know the scoop? I am still digging into what's going on with Kathy Hilton and Lisa Renna, though it's weeks old. I want to know what's happening with Candace Cameron Bure and Jojo Siwa. I want to know what's happening with the crown and, and uh, what are people thinking of it and, and all the controversy around whether or not it's true fiction or it's a biography, whatever it may be. I, I want to be fully in it. Uh, so I think that is definitely... Um, the crux of it is to be passionate about it, to love it for anything that anyone is doing. Um, In terms of pop idols in music, there's so many great artists. I would have to say, oh, it's such a hard question. Uh, (laughs) I'd have to, I would probably say Whitney Houston. Um, Great choice. I love Whitney. Uh, she just, I mean, literally the voice of our lifetime. And just knowing her queer history, her story resonates so much more. Um, knowing that she was someone that had to hide so much of who she was for so long says so much about her career, who she was in her lifetime, and sadly how it all ended. And Um, You know, my work at New York City Pride, one of the events that I produced was the Peer Dance, and Whitney was the first pop diva to perform at the Peer Dance and make it the event that it is today. Um, And there are, there's footage of her on MTV talking about that surprise performance and questions around her identity and sexuality and to watch her in those interviews have to say, no, she's not a member of the community. She just wanted to perform. You can see in her eyes, ugh, like this angst of, I wish I could open up and be my true self. Um, and she, her music is just so good. Like name one song that you don't like. It's not possible. You're right about that. Cause I'm about to say, I can't name any songs. I don't like that Whitney didn't perform. She was amazing. One of the best voices of all time. Um, and I feel like she probably has some of the most cover songs or or maybe out of any artist. I've seen so many covers, especially on talent shows. When you think like The Voice, American Idol, 
like there are so many different talent shows that people are mimicking even right now on the mass singer who i already know who the harp is i just i'm very aware of that voice but just that alone it's just like that just tells you how amazing that she is and i i love whitney houston i would say definitely if i had to choose one person it's really difficult for me i love brandy i mean i've always been a huge brandy fan but everyone knows one of my favorite artists new artists of course is tori kelly so that's someone who i have always admired love her voice seen her perform many times would love to meet her one day she is awesome so that's probably who i would choose both both are incredible <laughs> both were definitely incredible um, so I'm going to kind of throw you off on this one. Let's talk about Bravo Levities for a minute. Okay. So um, are you team Kathy or team Lisa? Oh, team Kathy all the way. All the way. <laughs> all the way. No doubt. In my mind. Um, I just, there's just like a level of mean girlness that was happening with Lisa Rinna that I'm just not into. Yeah, that was kind of crazy, especially the reunion. And <laughs> it was one of the funniest parts when Kathy Hilton just kind of went on, on that rant at the end and said, oh, she, let her have it. she really did. She was kind of at the end, like saying, your contract was coming up. I'm like, whoa, that mic drop. <laughs> right, right. Now let's kind of go Real Housewives of Potomac. Are you team Candace or are you team Ashley? Oh, that is so hard because I'm not really team either. Uh, um, <laughs> they're both just so messy. Uh, I don't know. That one's a tough one. Team Robin, can I can I like shake it up and just go Team Robin on this one? You can. Now I'm gonna make it harder. Team Robin and Team Giselle. Oh, Team Robin. Giselle's also Team messy. Robin. Like, leave poor Chris alone. <laughs> I love me some Karen Huger. I love her. Oh, the 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 grand dame is wild i would love to meet her one day as well she is hilarious now let's go atlanta now i'm gonna do old school and i'm gonna do some of the newer castmates okay. all right so let's go Ooh, least team lisa Wu versus team marlo oh team marlo did you see lisa on this past season when she stopped by for a hot second i was like what is happening lisa. <laughs> All right, I don't know. Let's go team. Now this is gonna be controversial. Um, team Nene versus Team Phaedra. Oh, oh, Phaedra is like the Reed Queen. Ah, oh, but Nene, Nene's like the Queen Queen. I'm gonna have to go Team Nene. All right, let's go Team Candy versus Team Kenya. Oh, Candy, easy hands down. Hands down. Okay. I love Kenya. Kenya is very smart, very beautiful, great. You know, I think she has a wit about her and, and her daughter is very beautiful as well. I, I mean, so yeah, that was a hard one, but for some people, but yeah, Candy's amazing. I mean, escape. I just, I just love, I love Candy's like drive. She will make a dollar out of anything. Literally. <laughs> All right, so let's go to another Real Housewife um, franchise. Let's do New Jersey. So are you team Teresa or team Jacqueline? Oh, that's another hard one. Um, I'm going to go Teresa. She's held it down. 
Okay, so now I'm going to mix it up. We're going to do some ultimate girl trip. Uh, let's do Team Ramona or Team Kenya. Never Ramona, Team Kenya. <laughs> what about Team Vicky versus Team Tamara? Oh, I would go Tamara over Vicky. Okay. What about Team Jill versus Team Bethany? Oh, oh my God, that is a good one. Uh, um, you know, I'm going to go Jill. She's quirky, and I feel like I'd have a good time with her. She'll talk a lot, but I feel like I'd have a good time. Oh, you're doing good. I'm going to give you only one last one. So now okay. we're going to do, I'm going to do three together and see how you do with this one. All right. <laughs> so we're going to do Team Lisa Vanderpump, Team Brandy, and Team Candice from Potomac. And on the other side, we're going to do Nini, Phaedra, and let's switch it up. Let's do Lisa from Miami. Oh, oh, that's hard Um, because you put Lisa Vanderpump and you were swaying me for a minute. (laughs) Um, Who was on team two? Um, It was... um, Phaedra, Nini, and Lisa from Miami. Oh, oh wow. This is really hard. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Lisa Vanderpump. She took... She, I mean, she... I don't... I'm not huge fans of the other two, but I am... I'm an OG Beverly Hills fan, so I'm going to go Vanderpump. I know you're surprised. I didn't mention Kyle. You're like, where's Kyle? <laughs> I mean, Kyle is amazing. <laughs> but Kathy is the show. I mean, if she doesn't come back, yeah. I think that's going to be a loss for the show. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> you did really good. Thank you for participating in that. You're like, that wasn't one of the questions I thought I was going to get. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go in a different direction. So if you had the opportunity to sit down with any three celebrities, dead or alive, who would you choose and what type of impact do you think that they would have on your life? That's a good one. Um, I am a huge, I love Lucy fan, so I would love to meet Lucy Ball. Um, I think she's another person that just changed television and media and comedy. I love strong, powerful women. I was raised by a village of them, so um, I'd love to meet her. Um, I think she would just be so interesting and I would probably want to meet older her. Not prime Lucille Ball. I love Lucy Lucy, but like 1980s Lucy. Um, uh, Selena. I was a huge Selena fan before Selena passed away. Um, and took that pretty hard as a kid. So I would love to meet Selena let her know what she meant to me back then. Um, the third one is tough. Just thinking about it. I would have said Wilson, but I've had the opportunity to work with him and say thank you in my own way. Um, Whoopi's another person that I've had the opportunity to say thank you to. I think... I think I would say Rita Moreno. I, what she did for the Latinx community and how much work she had to put in to be literally the only person out there 
um, paved the way for so many people that followed. And she's just an icon. I don't know that I would be able to breathe, let alone speak, <laughs> if I met her. Um, but definitely, definitely. I love those three choices. And how do you feel that they would influence you as a person? Well, I think they're all in their own right, really strong, powerful individuals um, who influenced me in various ways. I mean, I used to watch I Love Lucy with my parents and it's still like a nice warm place for me to go to if I'm like sitting at home and just want to have a good laugh or need to, you know, change up the day. I'll, I'll pop on an episode of I Love Lucy. Um, like I said, Selena for me, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old was popping a tape and get down with my Selena music. And it was a place for me as like a young queer closeted kid who was having trouble with bullying to like escape to. So to be able to tell those people, thank you for giving me an escape um, would mean a lot. And in terms of Rita, who's still with us, I would love to just hear her stories, which I have a friend that had the opportunity to work with her, who's a writer. Um, Allison Wong was a writer on One Day at a Time and said that Rita would just be in the cafeteria telling her stories. And I would love to be a fly on the wall and be able to hear what the life of Rita Moreno was and how she made it through the industry, you know, at a time that was probably seemed impossible. Um, it would be inspiring to hear from those people. I think you have a great list. I, I think, I mean, Selena, I think everyone just was so heartbroken when the news was, you know, was given of what happened to her. And and I remember being very young and, and hearing it and seeing it and just the movie itself is just, I can only watch it once every blue moon. I do not watch it often. It is a really hard movie for me to get through. Um, and especially at the end when you're kind of watching the pictures and just, seeing her family and knowing that her family members were part of, of the movie and, and wanted to give that back to the fans. I mean, she was one of the best live performers I think I've ever seen at all. Oh, she's incredible. She was. Um, so I, I love your list. If I had to choose, I've kind of changed my answers many times. One that always is constant on my list is Dr. Martin Luther King. I mean, that is someone who I have always admired and I would just, I don't even know if I would even be able to speak. So I would definitely probably just sit back and listen. And I always tell people I want to be there when he's writing the I Have a Dream speech because I just want to just, just just see what was going through his mind. And as a counselor, just to kind of just be able to, to know like that he was thinking this and that he was able to share this with the world. That's one. Two would definitely be Tyler Perry. Um, I'm a huge Tyler Perry fan. Um, also being originally from New Orleans myself, um, it's just great to see how he's been able to use his platform to create um, the largest studio, especially being an African-American who's been able to do this for so many and to and give other African-American people and other people of all races opportunities and jobs and create shows and, and work with some of the best people in, in the country as relates to producing and um, shows and movies. I mean, he has done great work and I've heard of some people work with him and they said how kind and nice and respectful he is. So that would be my number two. Number three, it varies. I've, I've kind of switched this, but I definitely want to go back to Stevie Wonder. 
because he is someone musically just listening to him and knowing all the adversity that he faced. And he was definitely one of my top artists growing up. Like I love Stevie Wonder more than probably almost any other male artist outside of Michael Jackson, of course. But growing up, just hearing Stevie and just watching him in action from that being a teenager to where he is even now in his life, he is just still one of the best voices and lyricists and just artists that's out there. I think a lot of people have influence from his music and he's definitely, that'd be my top three right now, but I probably would shift it next week, but I, I think all three of them I love. That's a great list there. It is hard. It's, there's so many great people out there that have done such great work. It's hard to just pick three, but that's a great list. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I want to ask you about your younger self. So if you could give David any advice, what would you say to young David and at what age? Um, you know, it, it sounds trite, but it's true. It gets better, uh, would be my advice to just be patient, which is my advice to myself right now. I'm not a patient person. Um, but be patient because it does get better. And I, I think I would probably say that to my eight year old self, uh, I was probably in the fourth grade around that time. And that's when I started to see things shift um, I think I distinctly remember in fourth grade that being the first time that someone called me gay in a derogatory way. Um, I think it's the first time I remember being bullied. Um, my name is David. It's spelled David because the Spanish language alphabet spells it that way, but uh, it is pronounced David. Um, and I grew up in a very diverse city in Connecticut, in Bridgeport, Connecticut. So growing up, my name was David. It wasn't an issue until I hit fourth grade um, and went to the same school as I did when I was in kindergarten. For some reason, I got to fourth grade and the teacher said my name was David. And I said, no, actually it's David. And this happened every single year. And every single year teachers were like, got it, cool. Um, And when I said in fourth grade, oh, my name is David. The teacher said, no, it's David. And then, of course, the entire classroom of fourth graders, as they would, starts, no, no, it's David. It's spelled David, but it's pronounced. And everyone had my back. Um, And she said, well, we're in America, so we will call you David. And then my name changed, and I became David for probably through high school and some of college um, until I got the courage to tell people, no, actually, my name is David. That's what my whole family calls me. Uh, that's what my mother calls me. She gave birth to me. She named me David. Um, and that's my name. Uh, and it's been a journey. It's actually still a journey for me right now. Uh, so I would tell my eight-year-old self to be patient. It gets better. And don't be afraid to call yourself by your name. Names are so important. They are, and I apologize. I think earlier I made a mistake toward the end of the bio because I was so, I'm like, I have David, I have David, and I think I said David by accident. I was like, oh, <laughs> no, no. I was like, I am not going to mess this up. <laughs> it's totally fine. I, I still ca- I catch myself doing it, and I have a, a good friend, Lauren, who will jump in and go, no, it is David. I go, got it, sorry. <laughs> but I, I love that you said that because I ran into the same issue with my name, and 
growing up, I would always get Jerry L or Jareel. And I would get Jareel all the time and it drove me nuts. And I actually had a teacher told me when I mentioned, I said, is Jareel. And they just kept saying it incorrectly over and over and over and over again. I was in, what was it, ninth grade, actually. And I'll never forget that. And I got so upset that I, well, I said something I shouldn't have said. I'm not going to use the word I use. But because uh, <laughs> I, I said something definitely I shouldn't have said. And so I ended up getting a, a suspension for it, but it, they ended up, you know, reversing it later. But yeah, because I was really mad, and I and I realized where it came from because they were doing it in a mocking way instead of just being respectful and saying, "Hey, you know, this is how it's pronounced." And I so I totally get where you're coming from with that. And I just got to the point where I realized I'm like, I'm not going to argue with anyone anymore. I'm just going to, you know, continue to be myself. And if people don't respect my boundaries then I can't change ignorance you know but I can definitely reinforce what I believe in and now allow someone to continuously talk to me in a certain way so I would walk away which is what I started to learn to do or just you know continue to repeat my name the way I know it should be pronounced <laughs> mm -hmm. names are a big thing they're very personal they are and so the funny thing is um, my brother actually named me so he was three years old when he came up with the name. So I always tell my mom, we make, I have a joke. I'm like, were you drinking when you let him in? She's like, <laughs> she's like, I don't drink. I'm like, well, you had to be let a three-year-old name me. But it's just, it's just <laughs> something funny we laugh about. But um, I love to just kind of, you know, be respectful of others. And that's why I love this show, because we have diverse people on and we talk about all different types of things. And it's just a fun experience. But Davi is doing such an amazing job out there, you guys. I want y'all to make sure that y'all support him in all the, his endeavors. So, Davi, can you tell everyone where can they find you online, if you don't mind kind of sharing so they'll know where to look for you? And can you let us know if there's anything next that you have that's coming up that we can support? Sure. Um, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. My handle is at EW underscore David. So EW David. Um, I'm a big fan of TV, so I stole it from Schitt's Creek. Uh, so it's EW underscore D-A-V-E-E-D. Um, and that's Instagram and TikTok. My website is DavidACorea.com. Uh, so that's D-A-V-I-D-A-C-O-R-R-E-A.com. Um, I am working on getting myself out there as much as possible. So you can follow me on social to find out what I'm up to most, uh, coming up in the very near future. I will be moderating a panel post, um, the show, take me out on Broadway that stars Jesse Tyler Ferguson and Jesse Williams. It's at the Greg Schoenfeld theater on West 45th street in New York. Uh, and that is December 1st. We'll be talking about, the show, the queer themes in the show, um, and really the importance of LGBTQ representation on Broadway. Well, I'm just very thankful that you were on this show. I think this was definitely an enlightening moment for me to learn more about your history, to learn more about your relationship, more about pop culture from you. I think this is just a great opportunity for us all to connect in a different way and I really appreciate your time. And I hope in the future, if you ever want to be a guest on my new podcast that I actually host with Dorian, um, it's called Embracing Your Love Marks. And we talk about self-help and 
resiliency and traumas that people have experienced and how they have persevered through it. I would love to have you on if you're ever interested in kind of sharing more in depth about your life and we can just have a good time. Yeah, thank you. This has been great. I'd, I'd love to chat again. This has been really fun and I appreciate you giving me the time to dig in on those housewives too. <laughs> and next time I'm going to be a little nicer. I'm going to give you definitely more options than the ones you don't like. Now that I know the ones you like, you're like, I don't really care for that one. So I'm not going to bring those names up. <laughs> no, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> well, thank you so much, David. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your afternoon and we will definitely keep in touch. And I hope to talk with you soon again. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye. I'm not afraid.